Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Muted No More, and I am your boy, Double D. No, not titties, sickos. Dan, Dan Dudziak. Welcome. I'd like to reiterate that I hope everyone is well and staying safe. 2020 has been a rough one thus far, to say the very least. But we won't let the corona hold us down. <laughs> Thank you so much again for the love and input. You all have made the creation of this podcast so unbelievably worth it. Your flood of responses after the last episode was amazing. I am quite the quote-unquote pot stir, if you will, or at least I've been told anyway. So episode three is here, and we are going to continue that today. Just in a different realm of the world, I guess. Uh, today, we are going to discuss the top five players of all time in all four major sports. Whew. It shouldn't cause any controversy, right? We'll see. Uh, sports are one of the most important things in the world to me. Um, idolizing and, you know, putting athletes on a pedestal is asinine, really. Um, but 90% of my lifelong role models have been athletes, actually. Yes, even at Oliver. Oh, wow. Too soon? Well, whatever. Personal choices. <laughs> anyway, sports have been around forever and are one of the few things that will be around for years to come. Uh, there's a litany of athletes that could make, you know, a top five, 10, or even 100 list. But here we are today. Again, top five, all four major sports. Here goes nothing. First up, I have the NBA. Uh, the list for the NBA was the easiest for me. Um, there have been a ton of legends, but in my opinion, few stand out um, on that top step, I guess you could call it. Uh, the NBA's number five of all time, to me, is Magic Johnson. 20 points per game, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals per. Magic had five rings, 12 all-star votes, and in my head, he was the most dynamic and explosive in open court as far as point guards went. The quote-unquote transition game uh, was lifted to a whole new level because of Magic. He was a pivotal role, no doubt, in the Lakers dynasty. Uh, number four on my list, I have Bill Russell. 23 rebounds, 15 points, 4 assists per game. But more importantly, 11 championships. You heard me correctly, 11 championships. Statistics are great. They sound great. Uh, but at the end of the day, they are numbers on paper. Um, the point of the game is winning. And Bill Russell did exactly that. Uh, he had 12 all-star appearances, 5 MVPs. Oh, and by the way, out of his 11 championships, eight of them, eight, were in a fucking row. That's unheard of. Probably will never be done again. His defense and knack for being where the ball was uh, at all times will probably go, no, not probably, it will go unmatched. Um, next on my list, number three, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 25 points per, 11 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks. Kareem played 20 seasons, and in those 20 seasons, he had 19 all-star appearances, 11 all-defense, six rings, six MVPs. That resume doesn't say enough? Okay, fine, here you go. He was first in points, third in blocks, third in rebounds, third in total MVPs. How about the skyhook? If you're not super set on statistics, the skyhook was untouchable. Or how about his longevity, his career longevity alone? His first MVP was in 1971, last in 1985. That's over the course of 14 years. That is pure, raw dominance over 14 years. As far as I'm concerned, nothing else needs to be said. Um, okay, so 
I think this is where the death threats come in. Uh, coming in at number two, yes, I have LeBron James. I can hear the fucking displeasure already, but deal with it. 27.2 points, 7.4 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, and a block per game. Mind you, he is still playing. He hasn't retired yet. So, undoubtedly, me being just a basketball fan, I can confidently say those numbers will more than likely go up. Uh, his list of accolades speaks for itself. 15 All-Star appearances, 15 All-NBAs, 16 All-Defense, 4 MVPs, 3 rings, and a scoring title. But why is he number 2? Well, it depends who you ask. But in my, on my list, he's number 2 because of winning or the lack thereof. He has 9 finals appearances. Fucking 8 straight. But he lost 6 of them. He is 3-6 and six in his career in the NBA Finals. As I said before, stats are numbers on paper. The name of the game is winning. People remember you from winning championships. The statistics look great, but championships is where it's at. With that all being said, number one, yes, you've probably guessed it, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. 30 points a game, 6 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 2 steals per game. MJ led the league in points per game 10 times, steals per game three times, minutes per game twice, and plus minus five times. In the 80s and 90s, he was the most dominant since Wilt. I would be pressed to think that you could say anybody else, but he was uh, an absolute dominant force. He had 33.4 points per game in the playoffs, and again, most importantly, a 6-0 and Finals record. Cue death threats. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Next up, I have the NHL. Hockey was a little more difficult from a positional and quote-unquote time frame standpoint. You know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s compared to, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Fuck, how do you leave the Ovechkins out and things like that? But with that being said, number five on my list, I have Maurice Richard. The Rocket was first in NHL history to get 50 goals in a season. Mind you, he did that in a 50-game season. 50 goals in 50 games. Insane. Uh, he had 14 All-Star nominations, 8 championships. He played 18 years and was the first player to reach 500 career goals. He had 965 career points and a 1961 induction into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Well-deserved, in my opinion, to say the least. Big ups to you, Rocket. Uh, next on my list is number four. I have Mario Lemieux. Uh, his goal scoring alone, in my opinion, gets him into the top five. He had six straight 100-point seasons, totaling 10 total in his career. Most dudes retire, right? They call it quits and stay retired. You have a select few that decide to come back for you know a year or not, maybe not even a full year. Nope. Mario came back three years later, so three years after he retired, and then he proceeded to play five more seasons. That's insane. Good for him. He had over 1,700 career points, three heart trophies, and two ships. Oh, also nine uh, nine all-star nods. That's enough said as far as I'm concerned. Uh, next up, number three, we have Bobby Orr. What an ic iconic image, uh, his leap in the 1970 Stanley Cup. That was, in my opinion, one of the best sports photographs ever taken. and undoubtedly will withstand the test of time. Uh, 
in the 69-70 season, he had 120 points that made him a league leader. And he had 135 points in 1975. He had eight straight Norris trophies, 915 points. And all of that was in 657 career games played. Um, Bobby Orr was very, very much injury plagued in his entire career. Um, I can't even begin to fathom what his numbers win percentage uh, championships won would have looked like. They, they would have been out of this world had he not been injured so much. Uh, coming in at number two on my top five for NHL all time, Gordie Howe, my baby girl, go Red Wings, let's go. No, 32 seasons he played, 32 full seasons. He played with two of his kids, for God's sake, skated right alongside him. He spent 25 years in Detroit. He had six MVPs, six scoring titles, and four Stanley Cups. And let's not forget about the Gordie Howe hat trick, shall we? Uh, for those of you who don't know what the Gordie Howe hat trick is, it is when you score a goal, get an assist, and get into a fight in a single game. He did that uh, two, two or three times in his career, and then it was named after him. Uh, he had 1,850 NHL points in 1,767 games. Also, he had 22 straight 20-goal seasons. I'd be shocked if any of those records get touched ever. Uh, and as you've probably guessed, number one, Wayne Gretzky. Hold on to your seats for this rap sheet. 1,963 assists in 21 years. The great one had 160 points uh, in a season. He hit that nine times, most at 215. And in those nine seasons, he hit 204 total times. Four Stanley Cups, 18 All-Star appearances, 10 Art Ross trophies, nine heart trophies. He had career records in points, goals, assists in regular season and playoffs. 110% in my opinion, your clear cut number one in the NHL. Uh, does your head hurt yet? <laughs> Do you disagree with anything I'm saying? Good. That makes for a good argument at the end of the episode. Uh, the next board I did was the NFL. Tough list here uh, because of positions and again, the role of each player. Uh, but here goes nothing. Uh, number five on my NFL list, I have Jim Brown. He was a four-time MVP. He was the first to 100 rushing touchdowns in a career, and he has the highest average rushing total per game at 104.3 yards. Uh, nine Pro Bowls, and he was the first to rush over 10,000 yards in a career. Pretty dope. All the while, he was doing this for arguably the worst franchise in NFL history, being the Cleveland Browns. Kudos to you, Jim Brown, for sticking it out, putting up numbers, all the while being miserable with the Browns. Uh, next up is number four. And disclaimer, I had a really tough time with number three and four. But again, it boils down to winning the big one. Um, with that being said, number four for me all time is Peyton Manning. Two championships. He was a 14-time Pro Bowler, a five-time MVP. He had a slew of Offensive Player of the Year awards. 539 career touchdowns, over 71,000 career passing yards, and over 6,000 career completions. As great as these numbers are, he had an army of talent his entire career. When he was in Indy, he had the Harrisons, he had the Waynes, he had Joseph Adai, many more that you know I can't name right now. Uh, and then when he went to Denver, he had his Emmanuel Sanders, he had Eric Decker, he had 
again, Demarius Thomas, just unbelievable amounts of talent. Problem being, he only managed to win two Super Bowls. Which brings me to my number three, and that would be Joe Montana. Four Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, eight Pro Bowl nods. He is the highest Super Bowl passing, passer rating in most consecutive Super Bowl passes without an interception at 122. 122 consecutive passes without an interception. Oh, and Joe Cool helped his teams to 32 fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Certainly nothing to scoff at. That brings me to this guy. Best quarterback to ever do it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and one of the main reasons, Peyton actually only had two rings. If you've watched these two go at it, uh, my number two took down Peyton Manning a multitude of times. Yep, number two, if you probably haven't guessed it already, Tom Brady. Buckle up for this rap sheet. Hate him or love him. Just buckle up. Six rings, four Super Bowl MVPs, three league MVPs, two-time offensive player of the year, comeback of the year in 09. Most Super Bowls as a player, most Super Bowl touchdowns, yards, games won by a quarterback, 14 Pro Bowls, 40, 4-0 postseason games played, 73 postseason touchdowns. Hate it or not, Duke and Ball. Also, he's fucking married to Giselle. How can, how can someone be better? Well, one man, in my opinion. My number one goes to the one and only Jerry Rice. This is where I lift my championships to statistics ratio, just for, for the Tom Brady slash Jerry Rice argument. Um, he, had a knack, he had a knack for the game. 36 total NFL records himself. Three-time Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl and league MVP over 23,000 yards receiving, over 1,500 receptions, 197 touchdown receptions, 274 straight games with at least one reception. Say what you want about Tom Brady, but Jerry Rice is 100% the best to ever suit up. Okay, last but certainly not least, we are brought to MLB. The love of my life, as I've said before, baseball is my first love. So this list I'm, as you can imagine, was the most difficult for me. Um, so many legends and again, positional players compared to pitchers, you know, hitters compared to solely players that were put in for defense. It was tough, but again, here goes nothing. My number five all time for me, uh, major league baseball is Ty Cobb, 366 career batting average, second in triples all time, fourth in steals all time. He topped a 400 batting average three times in his career, all the while winning 12 batting titles. This is the kicker about Ty Cobb. He was villainized for cleat sharpening, being a racist, being a total douchebag. But the problem is, how do you knock him for something like that when you don't know if it's confirmed and his numbers and championships won speak for himself? Next up, um, number four on my list, Hank Aaron. In my opinion, still the home run leader at 755 home runs. Fuck you, Barry Bonds. You cheating son of a gun. I hate you. <laughs> Hank Aaron uh, had a 305 batting average career, and he hit 24 or more home runs from 1955 to 1973. 100% the elite slugger of not only the NL, but all of Major League Baseball, realistically, all time. That brings me to number three, um, Ted Williams. 
as it pains me so much <laughs> to have a Red Sox player on this list, it was undeniable. He had a 344 batting average, uh, 482 on base percentage. How about you know what his numbers would have looked like, how many championships he would have won if he didn't have to serve his country in the military or the Korean War for that matter. He didn't serve in that, but that took some time away from the game. Uh, he easily would have been over 3,000 hits and 600 dingers. No doubt in my mind. He's a six-time batting champ, and he won two Triple Crowns himself. As you know, in this day and age, how difficult that is, he did two himself. Uh, tough to not put him higher. Top two must be pretty goddamn good then, huh? Well, they are. Number two comes in as Willie Mays. He's the most rounded player in history. I thoroughly believe that. I will tell anyone that time and time again. He had 660 home runs and had a 302 career batting average and a glove that gets him to number two on this list just by itself. Let's not forget about the catch, quote unquote. Uh, prolific moment in World Series history. Again, one of those photos that are captured, one of the videos that are captured that will withstand the test of time. Uh, he had 2,992 career games played. Um, baseball's Mount Rushmore, if you will, cannot be built without the Say Hey Kid. Finally, that brings me to number one on the greatest all-time in the MLB, and that is Babe Ruth, the Bambino, Sultan of Swat, if you will. Uh, he led or was tied in home runs in the American League from 1918 to 1931, 12 times. Um, he had 602 home runs in that span alone, uh, 342 career batting average. But wait, how could you be even better than that? Well, Babe was. Let's not forget about his 2.28 ERA over 1,200 innings pitched. He had 47 games won pitching between 1916 and 1917. His dual threat, hitting, defense, pitching, that's more than dual, that's a try threat, <laughs> single-handedly gets him the top spot on this list. Okay, there you have it, folks. My goats, greatest of all times. Let's argue about it. DM me what you think. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right here on Anchor. Do you think someone else should be on these lists? Do you agree with the lists, but do you think the order is jacked up? Prove it. Let's see what you got. I will say one thing. Uh, COVID has definitely put a damper on my sports addictions. That's for certain. But I keep sitting here saying soon enough, soon enough, soon enough. Um, everybody, stay safe. Um, stay well. You know, Find your self-worth. Let's do this again real soon, okay? Until next time, my friends. Peace.